Anglican. <laughs> you guys are so weird. <laughs> Welcome to the fastest growing conservative evangelical charismatic Anglican. podcast in the Goodness. entire what am I doing here Fox today? Chapel universe. We're joined today by Kat. I've got a quitter. My microphone is a quitter. I faded her out. She's that was a complex job on the soundboard today, chaps. Yeah, we try. We like to challenge you. That was difficult. Never mind. I think I did pretty well with that. Welcome to the podcast, and uh, we're continuing in this series on Joel. We're in Joel chapter 2, just verses yes. 15 to 17 today. Who will mm-hmm. read for us? I would be delighted to. Oh, good. This is Joel chapter 2, beginning in verse 15. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Consecrate a fast. Call a solemn assembly. Gather the people. Consecrate the congregation. Assembly, assemble the elders. Gather the children, even nursing infants. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. Between the vestibule and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep and say, Spare your people, Lord, and make not your heritage a reproach, a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know why I paused? Why? Uh, because it bears so much resemblance to uh, oh, yeah. what was just said yeah. uh, in uh, chapter 2, verse 1. Blow a trumpet. And then uh, chapter 1, verse 14, consecrate a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the elders. It's like, he's saying, I was like, wait, I've read this before. And then I mm. had this moment where I was like, am I reading the wrong passage? Right. And then I, I like stopped because I glanced just to make sure I was in fact in right. chapter 2. <laughs> They're playing, they're, they're playing Joel's tune. Isn't that funny? Joel. Like, yeah, yeah I, got, I got so confused. It's a theme. Yeah, the Bible can be kind of repetitive sometimes. It's really interesting, isn't it? And you think, like, because they didn't have the, um, the typesetting and the fonts and, um, you know, yeah. that kind of a thing, that, and, and also even wasn't written down. You've got this ability to almost give, like, a subheading with a phrase. Yeah. That, yeah, that's, like, how they emphasize things, right? Right. And to repeat it. And structure. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I'm doing... Can, uh-huh. Oh, I don't know. You're both looking at me like you were asking a question. Oh. I'm just reading. Are you just reading along? Okay. Yeah. I think... I think um, what were you going to say? Like when I'm preaching uh, in a sermon manuscript, I, I just bold everything that I'm going to... Like if I'm going to say, make a point, it's like... Oh, yeah. Or this oh, word's yeah. going to be emphasized, I just always bold it. I, I do that do, too. I don't do any italics. I only bold the word of God in my sermon notes. Oh, really? Yeah. I put mine in blue. Sometimes. Oh, really? Sometimes I don't. I don't remember what I do. Hmm. You you preach with the spirit, just from the heart. Yeah, that's it. I don't have to use any. Just why the number one and two sermons and I downloads are yours. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is the other one making number two already? Yeah. Straight in. Oops. Working its way up the charts. No, it's straight in at number two. It might yet become number one. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So I, I think... Um, I look at this and I, and we call the the sermon. We call uh, they, they'll notice or they're going to see that or something. It's a, basically it's an oblique reference to That's a funny. pretty rude Ricky Gervais joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, which you know, grown ups listening can Google. But um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
youngsters listening probably already know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but uh, there's a sense in which lots of different types of people are noticing the trouble. And there's two types of people in the passage. There's, there's insiders and outsiders who, who are finding out mm-hmm. that there's something going on now in Israel. And if we haven't really turned the corner in terms of the bad stuff, I think the, the letter of Joel has turned a bit, moved modes to a what are we going to do section as opposed to how bad is this mm-hmm. yeah. section. Yeah. So what are we going to do? And there's two types of people in this part of Scripture taking note of the situation. And obviously there's the solemn assembly, the people mm, yeah. uh, who, who are coming in. And then there's also toward the end of our passage, the peoples, um, they. Why should they say among the peoples? A byword among the nations, plural. So there's insiders, the Lord's people, figuring out what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And there's outsiders seeing the commotion. And people are watching you. Yeah, they're watching. Mm. Yeah. So there's a lesson for us today. When, when a crisis befalls the nation or the body or the region or whatever, uh, what are people in the church thinking when they see this and what are we going to do? And then what are those in our village and our town and our country thinking mm. when they see the church responding? Right. So that's where we are today. Alarmingly more coherent, I think, than normal. Uh, mm. I, I think, yeah, that's a big thing, though, being watched. Because uh, mm-hmm. that's more than anything you say. Like, everyone's always kind of sniffing out what your character is. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially in the church, people are, are looking at... The, the society is going to watch what Christians say at each you know, particular juncture how we deal mm. with things um, and whether our claims hold up to be true and sustainable in the middle of a really you know, chaotic time mm. or whether we're just a bunch of hypocrites who mm. say a bunch of stuff and then live somewhere, some way completely opposite. Yeah. Or just deluded. Like, you know, huh. the, so really the church says this stuff, but when the chips are down, actually they're no different. Right. Um, yeah. We were just talking in staff meeting about uh, a propensity to lapse into our own efforts or competence or whatever, and, mm. and how that's that could be a default mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so you know, there's that also. There's so there's some unusual behaviour here because what they're not doing at the moment is fixing it. Uh, and as, right, you know, as Ben said last week, that's because it's actually unfixable. Mm. Okay, so let's start again. Verse 15, blow the trumpet in Zion. Consecrate a fast. Um, consecrate the congregation. So two consecrations. Yeah, cons- a solemn assembly. Mm. So a fast means just literally don't eat, right? Probably. I mean, that wouldn't be difficult for them. <laughs> <laughs> like us? Like, we can do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's but true. I think scholars have said that before about um, the Jubilee and the Sabbath and things like this, that, that land under the law was to lie fallow for a year. Every seventh year, you leave the field fallow. So the land gets a Sabbath, right? Mm-hmm. And um, then you find that the people are ignoring that rule. And eventually they're taken into exile for a length of time that, that really adds up to all the Sabbaths they didn't give the land. Mm-hmm. Seventy, seven, seven, something like that. So, yeah. So they didn't. They didn't get, um, so, so the land eventually was given its rest. Hmm. And uh, this may be a little bit like it. I mean, they're going to fast, whether they consecrate the fast or not. 
Right. They're not eating. Yeah. It might as well be consecrated. Go yep. for it. Right. If right. you're going to be hungry, let's make it a fast. Redeem the time, right? Get mm-hmm. purpose to mm-hmm. what you're already doing. Like mm-hmm. think about the the pandemic. Right. You could just mm. have lived in it mm-hmm. and experienced it badly. You could chin up and get through it. Mm-hmm. Or you could kind of redeem it and make the best of it, which, you know, a lot of people did. actually did. No, that's really helpful. Yeah. Mm. And, and then you still get people actually saying, oh, I wish we could have another one week lockdown. We could just go back. I to always think that. Yeah. I constantly <laughs> wish yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, if we could just be chill, a little more chill. It is interesting, though, isn't it? Like how uh, some some people came out of the pandemic with flying colors. like, mm. And then some, and then there are a lot of people who are like just still just wrecked mm-hmm. from it yeah and, and mm. it's not necessarily even a, a, a clear-cut and easy way like mm-hmm. like oh the good people went through it well right and the right, bad right. people right. went through it not well yeah. like it's just it affected um mm-hmm. people all kinds of different ways mm-hmm. but for many it was a renewal yeah. of of their faith right for all sorts of reasons mm-hmm. right yeah. i mean maybe there's someone in your household who doesn't normally come to church but they were hearing it or watching it with you um there, there were I, I mean, they will notice. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a real word for those of us who are believers in a home with non-believers or yeah. in a home with, with people who are kind of on the edge. Mm-hmm. And many of us have that yeah. experience um, that our family members get to see the real us mm-hmm. more than anyone. Right. Oh, yeah. And they will notice. Mm-hmm. Um I think Paul talks about being that we ourselves are letters of recommendation. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like official papers mm-hmm. from the Lord written on us. On the hearts of men. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So call a solemn assembly. In a sense, that's what we're trying to do right now in our church with with a deliberately different mood and mode of worship. Um, the opening hymn yeah. has usually been fairly unknown. Um, fairly unfamiliar, mm-hmm. and one or, once or twice the psalm has been sung instead of said, um, which is unusual for us as well. But we're trying to do something lamentatory and solemn in our mm-hmm. tone. A lot more minor key. A lot more. Yeah. A lot, lot more. Yeah. It's um, been refreshing to me. Has it? Yeah. Because of what you're going through in your life right now, or just generally. And I'm kind of a minor key guy. Oh yeah, I think so. Probably deep down. I like the minor key. Well, there's something really good about being able to grieve, mm-hmm. even though it's hard. Mm. Oh, yeah. Consecrate, we'll gather the people. And so there's this blowing of the trumpet. It's the ringing of the bell. Come on in. It's a, it's a gathering sound. Gather the people. Consecrate the congregation, which means to set apart, I presume. I don't know... Um, I can just I can just hover my mouse over my computer. Can you do oh, that no. with your paper Bible? I don't know if you can do that. I could have done that on my a app. mouse. Oh yeah, I can hover that. It's, I just put a finger. Dedicate, right hallow, <laughs> keep, prepare, proclaim, purify, and sanctify. Yeah. Holy, hello. Prepare and bid, mm. and m- and misc, misc, seven times in the authorized version of Scripture. That's the King James, oh, often known misc. as it's yeah. miscellaneous, yeah. Um, which is helpful. But uh, cons- con- consecrate, um, and it is the same word, 
in both in both verses. So consecrate the congregation now. So we are going to make holy, mm-hmm. set apart this gathering. That's a great description of what we do in church. Yeah. Every week. Yeah. That's something that people miss that who don't understand Christianity. Go it's on. like, oh, it's just a social club, right? Like that was the thing that our church has battled against for We're its entire ages. life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's like we're surrounded by country clubs out here. Mm-hmm. We're like kind of out in the middle of the woods in I'm pretty sure the wealthiest borough in the whole city of Pittsburgh, if not the maybe one of them. Mm-hmm. And you can easily look upon church as one social option absolutely, amid other social options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's actually like, yes, in the same way that a country club is a gathering of people around lunch, the church is a gathering people, but it's consecrated Mm -hmm. set apart for this entirely different thing and that is the key turn that makes it totally different and but and what is it that's holy about these people right now it's their failure their lamenting their desperation their 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 need for the lord what like what's what is it that they're doing that's consecrated god calls it holy god says it is well it's focus is upon god okay i think yeah, I think that'd be it, right? Because instead of the others who might be lamenting the situation or the circumstance, a similar circumstance, mm-hmm. these this group of people are now intentionally together to look toward the Lord, to find right. out who knows if he will relent. Mm-hmm. Like, So they're coming together mm-hmm. to to call upon the Lord. How many yeah. times did... Did his people abandon him and then they cried out to him and he responded. And um, Tyndale commentary says that heartened by this word of hope, the prophet sounds the orders by which the leaders will convene the congregation. So it's interesting. Mm. The, the commentators are seeing in this a turning point of hope, which we found last week a little bit. Mm. But uh, it, it's still only faint, I think, at the moment. Here they are. They're gathered. They're assembled. It says assembled the elders. So um, I say there's two types of people. There's insiders and outsiders or whatever. But there's actually quite a diversity of insiders here. So we begin with the elders. Then the children. Even nursing infants. That's just really important to note that that babies are members of your church. Yeah. Uh, Go on. Sorry. And then we go even a step back before that (laughs) to children not yet conceived, I guess. Uh, let the bridegroom mm. leave his room and the bride her chamber. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, during Keeps, the action of conception. Well, yeah. Possibly. I don't know. I, I see the parallel with that, too, and um, lament like a, ver, chapter 1, verse 8, lament like a virgin wearing sackcloth for the bridegroom of her youth. It's a metaphor, and then now you have actual bridegrooms leaving and brides mm. leaving. There's this idea of, like, the wedding being interrupted. It um, says closet. <laughs> the Hebrew word is closet. <laughs> the <laughs> chamber? No, the bride's one, yeah. The different words, yeah. interestingly. Hmm. But um, I think you like your closet, don't you, love? I love my closet. Well, even more on Saturday. New carpet. We're hey. getting new carpet. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was always a nice thing. Nice smell. So you've got this uh, a very different people. Elders, children, infants, the bride and the groom. I mean, we just had this big wedding in our church just a couple of days ago. And just think about how much of a big deal that was. I mean, we were preparing spiritually with 
with um, Andrew and Becca for months. Mm-hmm. We were preparing liturgically for weeks and musically, all the work the family did on on what was effectively two parties. I mean, for the rehearsal, we had bagpipes and flaming torches and burger trucks and taco vans and things outside and and like it was a hundred people at the rehearsal like this was a big deal and you imagine like go through all of this and imagine it like at 2 35 or something on sunday when just 25 minutes before the wedding like some bloke has just blown a trumpet and said listen let's go and do a solemn fast instead <laughs> like no but they're in. Mm-hmm. They do it. Yeah. The, the, my reading of it is they come. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just love the, this idea of everybody. Everybody's in on this, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody's, nobody's left behind. Right. Everyone has to come together. Everyone's mm-hmm. forced to come together and have this common purpose, this common cry out to the Lord. Because if and when he relents, then the rejoicing is also going to be shared in that same commonality, that same group of people. It's not like anyone's going to miss out on the crying out. Like I think about women's group when we pray for something really, we're asking for a really big miracle to happen and we see it happen. Right. Part of the beauty of having come together and all shared in that prayer request is that we get to see the Lord at work and we get to partner with him in that work. And so there's just something so wonderful about a group of people coming through a disaster together. There's this idea of you're not alone, you're not suffering by yourself. And when we rejoice, we rejoice together. Mm. Even that, you know, it's all shared. And I really like that. Mm. There's um, a really interesting thing, apparently in the language of verse 17, uh, that, that plural is used several times. And so uh, we get the sense that the whole people are saying, verse 17, not just one person, but they're all at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, spare your people, O Lord, is a sense that the whole community is sending out this cry together. Yeah. At this comprehensive, epic worship event. Mm-hmm. Well, the priests are the sort of representative mm. in, in Israel, right? Those are the people who are appointed to represent Israel toward God. Right, mm-hmm. isn't it? And then the prophets are the people who God appoints to sort of specifically fulfill the almost priestly role of representing God before the people, mm-hmm. bringing the word of God to the people. Yeah. So they, the priests are weeping on behalf of the people and saying, spare your people, O Lord. But it's like the, when they do it, it means basically the, pe- the, the people themselves are, are lamenting this and crying I, this out. I, I don't, I, okay, strange idea. Um, are they, are they also um, worried for God, <laughs> almost? Oh no, God, don't let yourself fail. Because remember, God, you made this promise. So heritage, um, your people, your heritage, right? So, so God makes this promise to Abraham, and that promise is that I will give you a promised land, mm-hmm. a new form of Eden, a land flowing with milk and honey. It, there will be uh, offspring, children mm-hmm. forever. Uh, this inviolable covenant land is going to be the, the locus of, of the presence of God. And so, God, don't let your, don't fail. Don't, don't let your word fall. Don't make yourself look dumb. Mm-hmm. 
And there's a sense of like, are they even a bit worried for Yahweh's namesake that he's going to be embarrassed or something like that, whatever the, the proper language would be. Uh, the, the, the imploring him to do something for the sake of his own name or for the sake of the nations, because there's this byword here. Uh. Don't let your heritage become a reproach and a byword among the nations. Don't let yourself become a laughing stock because you made a promise. Surely we can't force you to break your promise, can we? There's something going on there. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I think if you think about it pastorally, mm-hmm. right, you think that it, if you have a congregation or a group of people that you're leading, if you were submitting that prayer, it really would be because of your esteem and love for the Lord that you would say, like, we really want other people to know how awesome you are. And these guys are not doing great right now, Mm -hmm. but we really can. And so like you're weak because, you know, I feel like that when I, when I think about certain groups of people like, Oh no, like you're so awesome. Don't let these guys be, don't let this behavior or this sort of part of this group of people be what everyone sees Mm. about who you are. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, like yesterday I said to, some people, when you were talking about Chick-fil-A, and they're like, why is everybody at Chick-fil-A so nice? Oh, that was funny. And I said, well, because they're Christians. But then I was like, I mean, that doesn't always go hand in hand. But there are groups of people that you're like, oh, his name is completely being like just glorified by how they behave as a group. And then there are other people that you're like, you can do a lot better job, please. I know you love him, and he's awesome. So just stop doing that. <laughs> you know, so I feel like if you're if you're the intercessor for these people, yeah, it really is for His namesake. You really right. do want God to be glorified, and you know that these this group of fallen people, including yourself, is all is what He's using. Because the outsiders are watching, right? Because the outsiders are mm-hmm. watching, and and for our part, we're like we want them all to come to know you. We want everyone to mm. see how really, really awesome you are. And this, if we're the letters of recommendation, right, right. then yeah. then this is what they, people outside see. And don't, Lord, please let our failings defame your name. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> please, Lord, don't, don't let them really, really be looking at me. Right. Like, okay, let them read my letter, but then please let, please let them read yours. Well, that's the, the, uh, the third commandment. Um, that's kind of what it's all about. A lot of scholars have recently said, you know, don't take the Lord's name in vain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've said, well, that means that don't say, you know, GD or whatever. Right. Um, but actually, like, this is spoken to Israel, who are, are the representatives of him. And it's saying, if you're going to claim uh, to be my people and my representatives, don't take that to be a thing. That's, don't take that lightly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like your enti- it's about your entire witness to who God is. Right. Because his name is at stake. It's irrevocably tied with human beings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What 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 God does that? I know. I know. I know. What a risk. Total risk. Or apparently. And it apparently. seems like it's a risk. apparent risk. Yeah. I don't know. I look around sometimes in the church in America and I think, well, that seems like that strategy's kind of bitten him, hasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, 100%. I mean, <laughs> Yes, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, think too. that comes back to the like the calling everybody together, right? Because mm. part of the reason that it seems so bad is we either get the worst of people 
or we get their shiny, happy faces and we don't get the full gamut of um, walking through. This is, this is how you were taken down. This is how you're real. This is how you're vulnerable. And then this is yet how you seem to come out of that and rejoice and give glory to, to God. And so I think that ability to be really, really honest is actually a good letter of recommendation because what it's telling the world mm. is, yeah, life is really hard. There's all, there are all sorts of things that are going to come at us, but you know, and yet mm. who knows how the Lord will turn this around. So I think that's part of the reason it's so important to have every element of the body together. Why should the outsiders say to, to themselves, where is their God? Mm-hmm. And I guess each area or region has its own God and, and their prevailing thinking amongst the pagans was that um, when a nation does well, it's because their God is good. And when the nation does mm-hmm. badly, it's because their God is, is weak or poor or whatever. There's something wrong with their God. And so God, don't don't let um, the pagans in the lands around us look at the disaster in Judah and, and say, you know, Yahweh must be awful. I, I prayed a prayer like this not long ago. Um, I have some, some dear friends who are not followers of Jesus mm. who mm. Uh, and someone they dearly loved was in great um, peril, I guess mm. we could say. And, um, and I was just praying, like, Lord, just rescue this person. Mm-hmm. Like I want, I want them to, to look and see your power at work in this. And, uh, so far he has, um, but I know what it is to feel that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Oh, it was like a soft finish. Yeah. Oh, okay, nice. Good. Well, I thought I'd use the soundboard in a very sophisticated way today. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's always sophisticated, it's Alex. Nice. Yeah. See that? No. Isn't that fade? Oh, is that a fade? It's a fade. Thank you so much for joining us and listening and bearing with us in this season and this series. This has been a podcast of Christchurch Fox Chapel. Anglican. See you all very soon. Anglican.